Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And if you just sit real quietly and just listen real carefully, you can hear the sound of the two Chargers fans that exist on the planet, both sighing deeply once again after a late Justin Herbert interception in the fourth quarter. Um, They're still not used to it, despite it happening about four times a season. We're going to talk about that game. We are going to talk about the upsets that happened in this wild weekend that had to have been affected in some way by Friday the 13th. Uh, The NFL was crazy. We're going to be talking about football. And then uh, at the end of the show, we may talk about movies for like five minutes. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I have no idea what's going on. We're recording 30 minutes later than normal. Uh, David just got done painting. I just got done playing pickleball. It's a wild time. So who who knows what's going to happen? So stick around for the next 59 minutes and four seconds. All right, let's get to it. Okay, David, week six. uh, I feel like we have one of these weeks every year. It normally is like earlier on in the season where just everything seems to just be weird. Um, I mean, it started weird with the just the Chiefs. I mean, I guess that's not really weird, but the Chiefs playing incredibly close to the Broncos um, and not being able to finish drives, terrible play calling. I feel like in, in third and short and fourth and short situations, that fake field goal is one of the most infuriating things I've seen in my life that was run. And I think that just kicked off a weird weekend where uh, the bills almost lost to the giants. The Eagles got beat by the jets. The Niners got beat by the Browns with PJ Walker starting a quarterback. <laughs> like I don't, it was just, everything was weird. What do you think was the weirdest or most unexpected result that happened this past week in the NFL? Honestly, I look at all these games, you know, the Bills cut it close, not as surprising. Um, Raiders beat the Patriots, not, maybe not as surprising. Dolphins went, Browns beating the Niners. All, none of this really is as surprising to me genuinely as I think the Jets beating the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew Eagles had some flaws, and uh, we knew that they just aren't the same team after losing their offensive coordinator. No team usually is. There's some growing pains. you got to adjust. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. For Zach Wilson and that Jets team uh, to come in in what we thought would be a just ugly, like, uh, ugly game. And, you know, you, you kind of turn away from the TV and you come back and you're midway through the third and the Jets are down by two and you're like, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but do we have a game here? Well, we, we did have a game and the Jets ended up winning. Hurts through three picks. Again, another just surprising Ugh. thing. I think there was another turnover, a fumble, maybe even by the Eagles there. So, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, a lot of stuff happened this week, a lot of surprising things. But I think I just uh, if you'd have told me before the season started that the Jets were three and three after Week Six, and that's it, I would have been happy. Um, now, Dylan, obviously Aaron Rodgers getting injured, I think I'm even more happy of like, wait, we lose Aaron Rodgers, and you're saying we still fin- you know go three and three through this stretch. Um, because it's not like I mean the Jets have played Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Like it's not like they're just playing pushovers, you know. So mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the the big thing this weekend for me is just the Jets beat the Eagles. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we should mention a couple of things. First, that the Jets were playing without their two starting cornerbacks, Sus Gardner and DJ Hall, both didn't play in the game. Um, the secondary is is an important, incredibly important part of how good that defense is, especially Sauce Gardner. And Lane Johnson got hurt for the Eagles. And that's outside of Jason Kelsey, the most important guy that doesn't throw or catch a football for the Eagles. I um I mean, it's it's hard to overrate how good Lane Johnson is and how well he does protect Jalen. And it did look like Jalen was rushed a little bit, but some of those were just the last pick was terrible. Like he yeah. threw it into double coverage. There was no shot um, that that was going to be a completed ball. Now he didn't get helped out. There's a couple of drops, um, and also uh, I don't know if this was. I'm sure this was something they've been working on, but I wonder if they pushed it after what had recently happened. Julio Jones signing with the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, which is really frustrating for me because I didn't realize Julio Jones was available. And I, I would like to have Julio Jones in the Chiefs offense. Um, but there were some drop balls and there was not some there was some not great receiver play, but the Eagles just they just seemed off. And I think that this is kind of a lot of people are using this as vindication and I would maybe agree for feeling weird about the Eagles the whole year because the Eagles didn't like last year, they did this a lot where they get up a huge, huge leads in the first half and then wouldn't really do anything in the second half. Cause they didn't have to. And the games would finish closer than they probably were like points wise. You could, you'd look and see like, Oh, the Eagles only won by 10, but they actually were up like 24 at halftime and kind of just took their foot off the gas. They're not really dominating as much as you would like them to. I feel like it starts with the line of scrimmage. Um, I think their defensive line is very good. I think their offensive line is very good. But there's stretches in each one of these games where both seem to be getting overpowered. I mean, Jalen Hurts was rushed all game. And yes, they were getting to Zach Wilson. But if you can't bother Zach Wilson with the pressure, yes, Jalen Carter was out this week. But if you can't bother Zach Wilson with pressure, that was the only way the Chiefs were really succeeding against Zach Wilson, which is a weird statement to make. But Zach Wilson does not do well under pressure. And they they weren't able to pressure him enough to get him off his game. Zach Wilson didn't throw a pick. Jalen Hurts threw three. That's that's just crazy to me. There's mm-hmm. I would not have believed that before this weekend if you had told me that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean... You know, you can tell Robert uh, Salah, I just completely butchered his name, uh, has confidence in this defense. I mean, even when we maybe haven't, of like, yeah, the defense is good, but your offense is trash. It's pretty evident, I think, that he trusts this defense. And um, I think maybe even we saw with this game of like, man, if that offense is like a 5.8 out of 10, like if they're a 6 out of 10, like the Jets could be decent to – good enough to win a couple games and to win a couple games that they need to win. Um, So maybe that's just the point he's been trying to make, you know, and and they've kind of put that together. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson, 19 for 33, 186 yards, and then zeros on touchdowns and interceptions. But (laughs) I don't know. To me, I I feel like I don't need Zach throwing four touchdowns. I think the big thing is no interceptions, no fumbles. Like, that's big. Yeah, not Um, turning the ball over. You know, Garrett Wilson, eight receptions, 90 yards. Like, get the ball out to your skilled players. Let them make plays uh, and let the defense get the ball back to you. Like, maybe Zach Wilson's doing enough. Now, is this going to 
you know, beat Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round, you know, at Arrowhead Stadium or in Cincinnati. No, it's not going to be enough, I don't think. But again, though, you just never know. Like, Hurts threw three picks today. What if Burrow has a weird pick? There's a weird game, and all of a sudden the Jets are in a playoff game. Like, you just never know with uh, the stout defense that they have. So is it sustainable the whole year? I don't know. Uh, but right now they're 3-3, three and three, and I don't think we thought they'd be this far. So, I mean, and we should remember that um, this is not unprecedented. They did this last year. Um, Zach Wilson did not play well last year. They were doing quarterback carousel at the year that Mike Wilson st- or Mike White started a couple of games. Joe Flacco was starting games for them last year. They finished the year seven and ten, but the Jets actually had a pretty good record um, at the beginning of the year, and then it just kind of fell off a cliff for them, and they ended up losing the last uh, six games, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. of that season, and that was like the nail in the coffin for them. But I don't, this isn't like unprecedented. They do this. Um, And so I think we're reacting to it because it's the Eagles. And that's why it's so weird to us. But the Jets being three and three honestly doesn't surprise me because Mm. a lot of the only piece they were meeting and what a lot of people said was you get Aaron Rodgers, even if it's not the old Aaron Rodgers, but it's just, you know, decent, solid Aaron Rodgers. This team is going to a Super Bowl. And they always had the skill guys to do that. It's They were just missing. And that, they don't have a great offensive line. I think that that's the thing that's going to end up hurting them in the end. But they had to have the talent and had the talent last year to win games. And so that was why this was surprising. I am in agreement with you that I, this Eagles result was the most surprising. I wonder if you feel the same way that now that I'm thinking about it, the 49ers-Browns result is not really surprising at all. Um, and I think there's one big reason for that. And it's that the 49ers have a bad injury history and they've always had that. And it's the 49ers are always the team, them and the chargers both, but the 49ers prove it more because they win playoff games. And quite frankly, the chargers don't. So who gives a crap whether the chargers have potential or not, but the 49ers are the team that like, if healthy, you always say like, they're going to make a super bowl. I feel like the, if healthy caveat has been added to their team for the last five years. Well, they were not healthy in this game. Trent Williams was banged up. Debo Samuel got hurt, and Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And what happened? They folded under, uh, and they were playing a very stout defense. Brown's defense is top three in the league. It's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, absolutely. But they folded, and they couldn't keep up. And yes, Brock Purdy is solid, makes plays, and every quarterback has a bad game. But he clearly needs the playmakers, which isn't a slight. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But that's why I don't think I was as shocked by this result as I expected. I thought you. I would have been a week ago if you told me, oh my gosh, the 49ers are going to lose to the Browns. I would have been like, really? And then if you told me what happened, I go, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's a way to mm-hmm. 49ers would lose. No, I agree. Um, the more I've thought about that, the more I'm like, man, it was, Browns were home. It was a, a wet game. Um, Browns have, a, again, top three, top five defense in the league. Um, and I think... You know, again, for the Niners' skill players to be out, that's going to help the Browns. I do think, though, I, I've heard a couple of people like, well, you know, if the Niners had their guys, they probably would have won. But I think people also need to remember that the Browns' third-string quarterback was in and, the, you know, their backup running back was in. So the Browns weren't at 100% either. Um, you know, we, we've we've been talking about the Browns kind of this offseason, maybe not in a good way, but if they have Deshaun and Nick Chubb at 100%, 
you know, are they better than three and two right now? Um, so both teams fought injured, but yeah, you're right in that. Like, is this really surprising? Like it's a physical game and Browns are one of those teams, like the longer they're in the game, the better they have better, higher chance they have of winning it. And I know that sounds really just like a stupid thing to say, but like, if they stick around. Yeah. If you let them hang around, man, it's, it's, they're a scary team to, to do that too, because they'll just find ways, uh, to be in the game. And then all of a sudden they hit a field goal and they're up by two, you know? Um, so I don't think I'm concerned about the Niners. They'll, they'll get their guys back. Um, I think the Niners are still the number one team in the NFL. They're just so complete and they're so good. Um, but I do think it's interesting. Now people see the Niners lose. I think, you know, it's, it's easy to hold a team up on a pedestal. Like, man, they just still haven't lost. They're unbeatable. And I think, you know, when the rest of the league sees the Niners lose to the Browns, the Niners score 17 points, you know, that maybe helps the rest of the league see that, like, oh, okay, you know, right, the Browns can beat them, surely we can kind of thing. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a weird week. Um, and you mentioned that. I think <laughs> I want to move to three teams, which I want to see if you agree with this. I feel like the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs won in the same way this, this, this week, both in the... Um, the way that they won, but also just literal box score, the way that they won. Um, low scoring, teams hung around maybe that shouldn't have, and, uh, you know, you kind of leave with a, well, we won, eh, and that's all won. that matters. You know? yeah. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that all the fans of those teams had to probably be feeling the same way. Like, okay, well, that's good. We won, but, like, I don't feel great about what's happening. Um, I think that the the Bills just got really stymied by a Giants defense that's not that good. It's um, not one of the top defenses in the league. And that's not the first time this has happened. I think that the Bengals kind of just let a team back into the game that they shouldn't have let back into the game. And the Chiefs did the same thing. I mean, the Chiefs... And they've done this multiple times this year already. Get a big lead, um, or not even a big lead, a multiple score lead. You think, okay, it's comfortable now. As long as the Chiefs can keep scoring at a semi-regular pace, there's not going to be any drama to this game. And there wasn't, I won't lie, there wasn't really a moment where I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to lose to the Broncos. I, I just never really felt that. But I kept just being like, this is a little embarrassing. You know, I and I think that maybe that's how the fans feel. Like you're watching the game going, this is embar- this is a little embarrassing. It's embarrassing that it's this close. It shouldn't be this yeah. close. I know that the Bills had to be feeling that because there's nothing worse than the Chiefs, as Chiefs fans have experienced that as well against the Jets. There's nothing worse than sitting down on Sunday Night Football, watching your team just like struggle against a far inferior opponent. Um, But like they came out and they won at the end and you're like, oh, thank God. Like, but now everybody's going to talk about how like unimpressive we were. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the story. And the bills were even more. So that's going to be the story because they should have, that was PI on the last play. Like it was, and it was missed blatant. and that happens in the NFL, but that was blatant PI on the last play. And there should have been another Bro, shot for the giants to win it. If, if that would have been the chiefs, there would have been a federal investigation into the NFL as to why that wasn't called. If that would, if that would have happened at the chiefs, I mean, I'm it definitely saying. would have been, 
the it, yeah, and I can already see the narrative, and this happens with all good quarterbacks. It happened with Brady too, but Mahomes is already starting to get that. There's a lot of people who are like refs only. It's like okay, that's fine. We'll keep our quarterback. You keep yours. Like if you hate Mahomes so much, then say you don't want him as your quarterback. You yeah. you wouldn't like. There's not. I, I think you probably three fan bases in the league wouldn't trade their quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe. Yeah. The Bengals. The bills and you could say maybe the dolphins now but like uh any other any other person straight up would take a trade so uh, that's besides the point but i just it's just got to leave you with a bad it's like not a great feeling but it's not also like a terrible feeling because you didn't lose right Mm -hmm. and the chiefs have the best record in the afc but it doesn't feel like that yeah well i think of those three though and you know i i we know this Chiefs team so well, and maybe we also could just be biased, but I think of those three, the most concerning to me is the Bills. Um, they just got back from London, lost to the Jags 25-20. Uh, you could tell they weren't right. You could tell there was the way that they traveled late. Uh, they, ju- they just didn't look right at all, and the Jags took full advantage of that, as they should have, and they won that game. And then, you know, you come back home, and you think, all right, we're back in America. We got our London game out of the way. Let's focus. We got the Giants. Um, a game we should win. Let's let's like the Bills usually do. Let's let's dominate this game like we should. And they looked worse, arguably, uh, against Tyrod Taylor. Um, yeah, I don't and know. The, the Giants shot themselves on the foot too. I mean, that oh first gosh, half. Dude. If you don't check out of a pass play to a run play, the only thing you cannot do in that situation, it's just that they that's um, six more points that are on the board for them. Seven yeah. more points, you know. And that changes the whole dynamic of the game, I think. Uh, and maybe you could so say that would have woke the Bills up a little bit more because it did feel like at points the Bills were just like sleepwalking a little bit. And I won't lie, I went to bed um, after I think the the Giant or the Bills scored, and I went to bed because mm-hmm. there was a minute forty left, and I was like, the Giants aren't driving down the field in a minute forty, and they did. Um, and Matt Milano is important. I think I'll just say that. Um, that's, I think that's very clear, but another, uh, we saw it again this week. Um, and so I don't know what's going on here. The Titans traveled late to London and came out absolutely flat. The bills traveled late the week before came out absolutely flat. Why the heck are people going late to London? Why are you waiting until Thursday to fly? Go fly on Monday. Fly on Sunday night after the game. Like, yeah. Why are you waiting I, and then having your players try to acclimate to this what six hour, seven hour time difference? Like in a day, in two days, and then get ready to play. That's so stupid. I really don't know, and I I learned from other people like it's up to the team. Like the league doesn't control that. It's up to the team. Like I just don't know. You see it week after week. Like why would you not? Why, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, you... I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do, but I really hope that they don't wait till the I... like day and a half before they play football to fly twelve hours to Germany. You know, I like... can't imagine that hasn't succeeded for anybody. And it's not even the flight time. Like NFL players travel a lot. It's whatever. It's like the fact that whenever you get to London, like the afternoon game happens at like eight a.m. If you're an East Coast mm-hmm. team, like, or if you're a West Coast team. And you're flying to London, which hasn't happened yet. I mean, the the furthest team is Nashville, Central Time Zone. But still, 
you're a West Coast team and you fly to London, I'm pretty sure that's like a nine, 10 hour difference. So that's almost a whole day or half day, which is as far as you can get away from your current time. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You don't yeah. want to deal with that. And so I don't understand why you wouldn't want to give your players the most amount of time. And the Jags, I think, definitely benefited from the fact that they just got to stay there. Yeah. Um, and so that's why they were able. And plus, the Jags just play well in London. They just they're just the London franchise. That's, that yeah, it's the London Jaguars. You know. But I don't know why you don't leave early as early as possible to get acclimated. And this isn't new. They've been playing the London game for like a decade now. I don't. And I think almost every single team has done it at least once. So it's, it's nobody should be shocked. I, yeah. I just, I don't understand. Um, did you see the report that they're, the NFL is floating the idea of having the Super Bowl in London? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. It was, a, it was reported that there have been some internal discussions and the idea has been raised of holding a Super Bowl in London. Uh, one, that's a stupid hmm. idea and it's never going to happen. I don't think, uh, because how would the time zone thing wouldn't really work? Oh, true. You do, you, you lose um, the majority of your viewers if it's like Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And two, and this is pointed out by a couple of other people. Um, I think this is the thing that Roger Goodell does. He's done this quite a few times where he floats out a really stupid, terrible idea just to get the players to freak out and compromise so they don't have to do that, Um, Mm -hmm. which has happened before. Most notably when he was like, hey, you guys want to smoke weed? You can absolutely do that. Um, Here's an extra game, regular season game, just by the way. And just slid that through. Like, hey, if you want to do this, like, he's really good at his job at doing that. I think this is probably going to be used as a negotiation tactic. I think that might be what the London team is going to be used as. It's going to help the NFL in some way. I just it's can't like imagine a, the franchise being over there. But yeah, Super Bowl is even like farther fetched. I feel like it's like whenever you uh, go to buy a house and you like you offer like way way over the amount knowing that they're going to offer back lower, but then higher than you were originally expecting anyway. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of play with that. Um, yeah, exactly. And, they're just uh, starting kind of way high he, on the negotiation. So I saw, I, I thought Ian Rappaport just tweeted this today. And I could be wrong. I, I read it in passing that they're possibly wanting to maybe play in Madrid or Brazil, like as another host site for like a, a regular season game. I could, mm-hmm. I could have be, I could be completely wrong in that. But I thought I saw that on Twitter. Well, that'll um, make sense. But yeah, that there's just no way they would. I I don't see how that would Super Bowl would work. Um, no, I'd just be a logistical nightmare. Um. Now there is an aspect of like the Super Bowl that you could argue kind of fits London, in that yes, there's like I would say what ten to fifteen percent of like the true fans um, attend the Super Bowl. Like uh, of the, of the crowd are like real fans rooting for the team and everybody else is like just going cause it's an event and it's Super Bowl and you just like football or something. Cause you have to buy tickets in advance most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people play that trip anyway, no matter who's playing in it. Uh, so that would fit London in that like, there doesn't have to be like a diehard fan base there, but yeah, I just think that it's going to logistically be a nightmare and it's just, 
like as much as they want to make an international thing, and I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing to play international games. Football's an American thing. Like this is an American sport. It's an American thing. Yeah. Um, they're never gonna play the UEFA Champions League final in Los Angeles mm-hmm. because that doesn't make any sense. One, it's because it's the European Champions League, but because it's, the sport just doesn't matter as much to us over here as it does to them. And it's the same thing with football. I just don't think it's real, but I thought it was funny that that was even yeah. something that somebody floated as an idea. He's like, oh, they're going to hate this. Drops it and just walks oh, away, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm sure. And it's going to be like, uh, yeah, we're now loosening concussion protocols or um, you're now not allowed to hit the quarterback at all, but you don't have to play a Super Bowl in London. Something stupid like that will happen. Uh, so, David, any other uh, teams or performances you want to talk about week six before we moved um, on to preview week seven. Um, I think just two teams that I'm looking at right now that really surprised me, and I don't think I would. I don't think I saw them being where they are right now. You know, six weeks ago, uh, the Texans are three and three now, two and one at mm-hmm. home. CJ Stroud and the Texans got another win, um, and then the Rams are three and three, and uh, I think. I don't know, just knowing what we knew, I think those are also just two teams I didn't expect to be where they were. Um, maybe Rams not as much, but I don't know. CJ Stroud's just looking good. Um, this Texans team, D'Amico Ryan, they got some skill guys. This Texans team feels different in that like they're letting CJ Stroud just play. I feel like with the Packers, you can tell they're like trying to protect Jordan Love of like, hey, don't throw this pick. Don't take a chance. You know, Let's make sure he doesn't make a mistake and i feel like over at houston they're like cj just play ball dude throw to one of your like six weapons and it's like i mean it's working out he just threw his first brick pick of his career uh that was immediately fumbled six. right back to the texans <laughs> unlucky <too. laughs> so it's- so yeah i mean texans are are looking pretty good and um yeah i, I think those are just two teams that surprised me um, especially now that the Rams are healthy. I guess now that we, we, we kind of expect that now, but going into the season, we're like, man, this team's young and hurt, and the people that are healthy are old and Not about to retire. Good. But yeah. uh, here we are. Yeah, I think it's the, we forget how recent, the Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Like, it has not been that long since the Rams were mm. the best team in the league. And so, yeah, they were hurt and they lost a couple of people from that team. But still, they have a lot of like really, really good players. Um, the Puka Nakua Cooper Cup, like one, two punch is insane. That's it's yeah. really, yep. really difficult. Stafford was hurt all year last year and did not have a good year throwing the ball. And I think people come, kind of forgot how good Matthew Stafford is as a quarterback. Um, he's top, he's top yeah. half of the league, definitely, yeah, he's even good. on bad days. And, I, I think I'm with you, though. The Texans, I, I thought the Texans were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, yeah. there's nothing about that roster that jumped out at you. And I fell for, and it, it could still be true, we are early on, you know. The Bears started last year 2-1 and one and then went 1-13 and 13 the rest of the way. So mm-hmm. it's possible. But I was among the people who thought CJ Stroud's not going to be as good simply because I didn't like the way he finished his college career. And then he's an Ohio State quarterback. And the Ohio State quarterbacks have not succeeded in the NFL, partially because they have wide receivers that are so good 
that it's hard to judge how good the quarterback is. Yeah, and they have, you know, they're running with five stars. It's the same thing that, like, you weren't – Bama quarterbacks for a while where nobody was like, oh, my gosh, A.J. McCarron. That's a guy that just leaps off the screen for me. You know, they're just surrounded by talent. But C.J. Stroud has proved himself already. Um, I think he's he's the team has definitely defied expectations. I think you got to be happy if you're a Texans fan, just with the future mm-hmm. with D'Amico Ryans. Once you do have, you know, you do have some experience on this team. Once you get um, a couple more playmakers, once you, you know, go out and draft and develop guys. I mean, you got to be excited, especially playing in that division. It's not a good division. The Titans are getting worse. Who knows what the heck is going on with the Colts. And so it's going to be you and the Jags. If you can keep, CJ Stroud healthy, you and the Jags competing. And you got to like yeah. your chances in that. I mean, you at least have a shot. It's much better if than they were. You can steal were. a game. I mean, they went from the lowest, the lowest of the low with after the Deshaun Watson situation. So being in this position already this soon after, I think you have to feel really good. Yeah. Nathan, who's the best five and one team in your opinion? Um, the Chiefs, we have the Lions. We have the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Eagles are all sitting at five and one right now. Gosh, I'm just gonna not pick the Chiefs just because that's too easy. Uh, my actual answer is the Chiefs uh, because we have Patrick Mahomes and the other teams don't. But if I can't do that, I think it's still the Niners. I uh, the the Niners are close to making a Super Bowl every single year, and they have the best skill skill players in the league. They have one of the best defenses in the league. They have one of the best offenses in the league. There's not a big weakness, weakness except for injuries, I think. And oddly enough, Kyle Shanahan's fourth quarter clock management, which he still is kind of, he's kind of dumb. People forget Kyle Shanahan's a little dumb. They've been winning games by a lot. So it doesn't really matter recently, but he's dumb. So I think that that's the only um, that's the only real thing I see holding them back. But I, 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 I think the Niners haven't really been punched in the mouth, and I think every other team on that list has kind of been punched in the mouth, hmm. um, including the Dolphins. I I won't believe in the Dolphins until they like run through a really good team. Because they yeah. they do what they're supposed to when they play bad teams. They absolutely yep. just throw haymakers at bad teams. They got walloped by the Bills. Absolutely walloped by the Bills. I need them to play another good team and then actually really beat that team and prove to me. you know. Yep. And until then, I'm not going to believe it, I think. As my uh, good colleague and honestly even better friend said today on his show, um, Colin Coward described the Dolphins oh as... Uh, heavyweight champs with glass with a glass jaw. Now that was a pretty good explanation, and here's what he means by that. Um, simply put, their glass jaw is their defense. Uh, they've had the easiest strength of schedule so far this year. I believe he said the records of the teams that they have beat are five and twenty-four combined. Um, this team's really, really, really good, uh, and he's uh, and then you know until. You face a team like the Bills um, because the defense is just not not good enough, not good enough to do it. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. by the way, I was joking for those who don't know. I, I'm not friends with Colin Coward. Um, Big suit that was guy. A, yeah, I thought that was a good analogy. As funny as his analogies are, like they're heavy, they're heavyweight champs with the glass jaw because you know 
one punch and uh that that team's kind of in shambles so and not again not to i'm not trashing them they they are five and one and they're very good and that germany game is going to be incredible um i i think i would Maybe. agree with you part of me i don't know i could be biased part of me I, the chiefs haven't lost when they've been when they've had kelsey and chris jones um and i don't know their, their losses to the other five and one team you know what i mean like eagles mm-hmm. with the rough loss now niners with the browns team that's good defense but Kind of a rough loss still. Dolphins lost to the Bills. That's a good loss, but I don't know. The Chiefs have the best quarterback and coach in the league, and uh, to their help, the, the, the schedule has been it, it's been somewhat easy, and it, it doesn't actually get much easier because again, the AFC West is not as good as people thought it would be. So our strength of schedule is just dropping, plummeting as our the teams in our division continue to lose. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think that yeah, that's the only we haven't beat a good team yet, unless you're counting the Jags. So that's where my apprehension is coming from as a Chiefs fan. Like, I need to see it um, yeah. against a opponent that I feel like is close to our level. Um, I don't. I think we played terribly that Lions game and still should have won. But that's the Lions won, and so. That's the best team we played all year, and they beat us. You think this week is that test, or you think the Chargers still aren't that no. test yet that we need? No, I don't. Based on the way that the Chargers are playing, though, no. I think that the I think that we love to play down to competition. I think this game is going to be painfully close. I'm going to be really pissed if we lose this, um, but I don't think the Chargers are very good. I don't think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. There's only the three. Now, no. There's only three teams in the AFC right now that are below 500. Like this, the the wild card race is going to be insane, and the Chargers are not winning the division. They're they've already kind of played themselves out of that, and I'm not worried about the Raiders, the Broncos for sure in that department. So I think the Chiefs are going to be benefited by the fact that they kind of already know they have a spot locked up. Um, it's just going to be about getting that number one seed, and they're in a good position right now. But like you said, our schedule is about to ramp up. We're going to have to play the Bills. going to have to play the Bengals. going to have to play the Eagles. going to have to play the Dolphins. You yeah. know, we're going to have to play a lot of these really good teams. Chargers twice. I mean, the Chargers again. Game, and they're pretty good still, you know. Yeah, a division game as well. So that's going to be tough. We lucked out with our NFC uh, opponents not being good. I mean, the mm-hmm. the NFC North is bad. I'm not worried about anybody there. Um, so... I, I don't know. It's I I think it's still the Chiefs just because they have Patrick Mahomes, who I think hasn't really played super well and has done enough to just win games. He's made like a a play in each one of our wins that has been like that's the Patrick Mahomes play, and we needed that and absolutely had yep. to have it from him, and he did it. Yep. Um, and I think he'll continue to do that. It's 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 the curse that we've talked about, the curse of success, and that you never really feel confident. Because you're like, we're never looking good enough. We could always be better. We could always do better. We could always do this. Because we've seen extraordinary, and now we expect that every week kind of thing. Right. And if we're being honest with ourselves, the Chiefs don't ever really perform the way that you want them to in the regular season. Which, thankfully, stepping back, thankfully that, that that's the case because we don't want them to peak now. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So. They think the only year that we really peak, we really, really played well in the regular season, we lost in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. 
That was like the that was I remember that regular season was like, oh my gosh, we're so good. Like this is ridiculous how good we are. Five thousand fifty touchdowns, yeah. Yeah. And but we just haven't done that. And that's because we don't really have to. So that's fine. Um Cool. We we didn't talk much about that Chiefs game. Are you wanting to talk about that or are we just kinda trying to move off of it and (laughs) I don't know. I kinda just want to put it behind me. I mean, I cannot believe some of the play calls. Uh, we okay. just we're addicted to getting cute on short yardage situations. This I don't is gonna know sound. Why. This is gonna sound dumb. Was Andy just trying some plays out, knowing what he knew? Because there's Maybe. some plays I'm like, there's no way Andy was like, this is the best play call for this situation, right? There's no way. Like I know this is a stupid question, but it's like, was he just like, I'm gonna try this Jet McKinnon speed option reverse? on third and inches or Kadarius Tony Wildcat plays or I don't can we not can we just have Patrick Mahomes have the ball is that oh, yeah, is that Tommy am I Townsend push tush push to Noah Gray on fourth and inches in field goal range yeah am I crazy can we just let Patrick Mahomes have the ball that's the one He's I can't the best quarterback seriously. in the league I don't yeah I don't get that if you're gonna go for it go for it with your offense they're they're already ready. I mean, I I think that the if you looked at the way the Broncos were lined up, they were like, "This is such a short yardage." They're choosing to kick this field goal. They ch- made that decision really quickly. That's weird. Let's line up like they're going to go for it. You know, we're probably not going to block this kick anyway. Let's just do that. I I I don't know. We've been doing this all year. I I've said it once. And I'll say it a thousand times. My least favorite play the Chiefs ever run is the stupid Blake Bell sneak. And right up there with that is any sort of thing where Pat motions out wide and we have a running back taking the snap or Travis taking the snap. I don't like that. I don't like when you take the ball out of your best playmaker's hands for a gadget play. We get too cute. We love to run these nice little cheap plays. And it's fine against the Broncos. But damn it, Andy, find something that works and just do it. You know what the Eagles found? The tush push. And it works. You're telling me Andy Reid can't figure out a play that's going to work? We used to have it. It's called the Tyreek Hill play. You remember the Tyreek Hill play? Bootleg out to the right, have Tyreek run. You know what he's going to do? Catch the ball in the flat, and he'll just outrun the corner, no matter who it is. Worked like 99% of the time. And yeah, we don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Figure it out. I guarantee it's there. There's something there. Just stop doing this cute, like, trickeration BS crap. I'm tired of it. It has to, like, I, I just... Maybe I'm being naive, but it just has to be like he's giving these teams more film to watch and more stuff to study to overcomplicate things. Because there were reports last year. Remember how Sky Moore always got those jet sweeps that got no more than four yards in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Like, why Why is he continually run this? Well, I remember there being reports like right before the Super Bowl that like that was simply just to get teams to have to worry about Sky Moore getting that handoff and they were setting up another play in that formation. I have to think that he's just trying to overwhelm teams with more stuff, right? Knowing that I'm not, a, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use this in the, a meaningful game. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. But maybe, and you again, can, maybe I'm just being naive. Maybe that's just ignorant to think. I started to watch it, but I remember the play that um, happened with like, it was like Pat motioned out wide against the Broncos and he was like arguing and it looked like we weren't going to take the snack. And he was slowly walking up to the line and then they didn't end up taking the snap. They were just trying to get like a f- uh, offsides penalty or something and they didn't get it so then they kicked the field goal 
that's a play that's going to later they're going to do that and then they're actually going to take the snap and Mahomes is going to like jog wide open into the end zone. That's what he wants anyway. You can tell, and I've started to notice that where Andy, like, he's only running this play because he wants to run a uh, different version of this play later on in the season. And so he wants the defense to prepare for this play. And so he can run a different one later. Um, we, there's also a Kelsey lateral in this game, which seemed planned that did not seem impromptu. There's no way. There's no I'm way pretty sure it was. Right? No, because he talked about in the offseason how he was. After the last time he lateraled, he got yelled at and was like, I'm not doing that again. I think that was planned. I think they want to do things like that. I just don't think we need to. And I yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I, yeah, I at what point is it too is it too cute, you know? And that's what I think we fall into. That's our we're our own worst enemy and that we get too cute sometimes and beat ourselves. I'm just never a fan of any short yardage, any goal to go, any sort of situation like that where you're taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. That's just not a good decision for me. The only instance I'm okay with it is if it's Don Terry Poe that's throwing the touchdown pass. Exactly, and Don Terry Poe is no longer on the Chiefs roster. So yeah. Uh, outside of that, yeah, I just don't I don't want to do that. So I, I don't know. Yeah, he's figuring stuff out. It's fine. But damn it, can we just have another game where we win by a lot? Like the Bears game was so much fun, and it was so surprising because it's like, oh, my gosh, the Chiefs – actually beat a bad opponent like mm-hmm. they should yeah and we just don't do that we're just addicted to not doing that it's just frustrating something they are doing though which is opposite of what we're talking about now they're running the football a lot and pacheco is eating the ground and this mm-hmm. this run offense is looking good so it's funny that like we're they're getting too cute but also they're actually running and utilizing the run game very well more than they ever have since mahomes has been here and i really yeah, like but- to see that I, and I do, I like that a lot. They don't run Pacheco on third and two, though. That's the like, well, that's what we're not doing. I don't if know. If anybody can get that, it's Pacheco. <laughs> uh, and I just really wish our tackles were better. Our uh, Juwan Taylor is so disappointing to me. I don't know if he's going to figure it out, but we went from Orlando Brown to Orlando Brown light, off brand Orlando Brown. Like he's the same, it's the same issues. I mean, he's getting just absolutely blown by all the time. Um, it's I haven't very noticed that as much. There was a couple. I didn't think, think they're doing the, awful, but again, this last week I don't remember like vividly. There's a couple plays that. in that Broncos game where it's like, did Juwan even try? Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of complaining for being five and one, but again, it's that uh, becoming accustomed to you know it. it Seven years ago, eight years ago, you would have been like, Chiefs are five and one. I would have been like, oh my God, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's Christmas. This is, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Now it's now I'm disappointed we're not six and oh. So. Something I have noticed though, yes, Juwan has been, I feel like, you know, maybe struggling at times, but I feel like this year they're leaving him one-on-one with pretty good edge rushers and he's getting beat. But like last year, I feel like they chipped help with, they chipped a lot with Orlando helping him and he still got beat. So I think there is a difference there in that, like, we had two guys occupied and Orlando was still getting beat outside, whereas Juwan, like, okay, we can trust Juwan one-on-one, but sometimes he's still just getting beat, um, which I'm okay with. Like, at least he's going one-on-one, but yeah, he just doesn't, he doesn't, if he's going to go one-on-one, though, he needs to clean it up and, you know, at least. He's also the most penalized offensive lineman in the league, so. Yeah, but you know that's cheeks. You know that is just Well, 
yes, the like the like lining up thing was stupid, but he is holding a lot. He's getting called oh, yeah. for a lot of holds. Yeah. Um. So it's not just the uh, it's not just the lining up penalty that he's getting. He's getting called up for a lot of holds, and that that part is frustrating. I don't know. Every time I think about how much money we spend on him, I just get annoyed. So I should probably just stop thinking about it. Honestly. Patrick Mahomes. That's okay. That's fine. All right, David. Let's pick some. Let's pick some week seven games. Come on. Um. Do you? Who's your favorite? Let's just we'll just start there. Who's your favorite? We're going right in. Oh, caught me off guard here. Um, let me find the Patriots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Golly, there's no way they're favorites. No, they play the Bills this week and at home, and they're still almost ten point dogs. Yeah, yeah. Of course, as we learned last week, these big old dogs actually might have a chance. Um. um might be some dogs in the fight. No. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I will... I'll, I'll do it. I'll pick the Bills uh, to beat the Pats. Um, I said last week I'm always just going to pick opposite of the Patriots from the rest of the year, um, except for last week because they were playing the Raiders, and it looks like I, I could have picked them because the Raiders actually still won. Um, so give me the Bills to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, it's a noon game on CBS. Is Mac Jones the worst quarterback in the league? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I honestly like, I'm going to just list a couple of names and I just want you to say whether you would rather have them on your team than Mac Jones. Deshaun Watson. Now, not morally, obviously, but yeah, Deshaun. Yep. Okay. Justin Fields. Yes. Zach Wilson. Yes, this year. I think this year he's actually just turned the ball over significantly less than Mac is. So the bar is low, but yes. Daniel Jones. You might have an argument there. I don't know. I got to think about that one. Yeah, that's the only one that was giving me pause too. And it's not super fair because Daniel Jones is hurt right now. Hear me out. Um, Tyrod Taylor or Mac Jones? Tyrod Taylor. I saw an article today. Someone's like, should the Giants just stick with Tyrod Taylor if even though Jones is healthy? I'm like, nah, dude, you spent forty two million on him. You, yeah, you, you gotta can't at be least doing do that something. Now. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you do, do something. We all told them that was a bad idea. Everybody on the planet told them that was a bad idea. Uh yeah. Yeah, I so. can't believe it. I still can't believe they paid him that much. Yeah. For my favorite pick this week, I'm gonna go 49ers over Vikings. I just think the 49ers have a bounce back game. Um, the Vikings barely beat the Bears. The Bears are really bad. The Vikings are also pretty bad. Um, and they don't have they're not gonna have Justin Jefferson this week either. And I think that the the Niners are gonna be pretty angry. They're playing a primetime game. They're gonna be pretty angry after what happened to them against it's the Browns. And so I think they come out firing. I think they win. Yeah, I ripped my fantasy team with JJ being out. Yeah, well, I have the most points in our league, and I'm in last place, so I don't want to hear it. Which is wild. Just wild. It's literally so annoying. All right. My underdog, underdog. David. Man, I, I wanna, I'm thinking about picking that game. I'm thinking about it. 
Just do it. Screw it. Uh, give me the Dolphins over the Eagles. Eagles are favored by two at home. Risky as heck. Um, Sunday night football on NBC. I have the. I'm gonna have the Dolphins upset the Eagles. It's gonna be a good game. Hopefully, should be. Um, I was gonna go the opposite way. So I'm glad you picked that. That's why I didn't probably make a dumb wild card pick. But I was gonna pick the Eagles <laughs> wild card. Um, I just have a. My brain just says good team lost last week. They're gonna win this week. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I just, just talked with the Dolphins defense struggling too, and I just picked them to win. So that's funny. It's okay. We all just go against ourselves. Um, I'm going to pick a game that I don't want to watch at all. And that's going to be, I'm going to take in just a kind of a disgusting matchup. I'm going to take the Colts over the Browns. Ooh. I don't know why I feel like this, but I do. I just. That's going to be nasty game to watch. Yeah, and I don't want to see it. I, I definitely, and it's one of those, I like it just, I have no interest in it, but I just, I can't see the Browns winning two games in a row with PJ Walker. I don't know what's going on with Deshaun, too. We could talk about that a little bit. I mean, he got cleared to play, and he's just hmm. not. He got cleared two weeks ago, and he's not playing. Hmm. What's going on with that? It's that fully guaranteed money. He's like, hey, I don't need to play. I'm getting paid. That's true. Um, and that's why you don't give those contracts, even though I do think that the players should get fully guaranteed contracts without dangerous football is, but also I don't think Deshaun should get any kind of contract with how Deshaun Watson is. Uh huh. So there's that. All right, David wildcard pick. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Rams at SoFi over the Steelers. Rams are favored by three and it's a three o'clock game. Cooper Cup's back. Puga Nakua's there. Um, Kyron Williams is questionable, I think. They actually just signed Darrell Henderson back. Darrell Henderson back. So that actually mm-hmm. might be a sign that he may be out. But, I mean, we've talked about this. A healthy Stafford is so good, and I think people forgot about that. And the Steelers' offense is just, I don't know. They're fighting the Patriots for the worst offense in the league. Um, yeah. Maybe not that dramatic, but they're not, they're not mm, good. So. No, no, I think that dramatic is warranted. Over under one and a half touchdown score by the Steelers offense in this game. What do you take? Under. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Canada still has a job. That's just wild to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't want to watch that either. There's quite a few games on this list I don't want to watch. Uh, I'm going to take Jags over the Saints on Thursday night football. I don't want the Saints anywhere near my television. The Saints are disgusting. Outside of the Patriots, the Saints have not scored more than 20 points this season, um, which should just show you how bad the Patriots are that the Saints were able to drop 34 on them. Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. I would put Jameis Winston in. I it yeah, I don't want the Saints used to be like that fun, really good team that had was like so fast on offense, and that just feels like mm-hmm. ages ago. Now they're just mm-hmm. like slow, boring, can't score, kick field goals. Yeah, man, what happened? What happened to the, the, the Saints that we grew to know and love? Drew Brees isn't playing there anymore. It's true. Um, which my roommate has squatted on the take, and I I would like to also put my claim on this take. I'm just talking about it right now. Sean Payton, is he good, or did he just coach Drew Brees? Ooh. 
We just had this conversation about another coach last week, didn't we? This is yeah. really interesting. I did. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. My roommate refers to Sean Payton as a Drew Brees merchant, uh, a person who just made money off the fact that Drew Brees was his quarterback. And I, uh, that, that might just be a really good point. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's pretty so, good. I don't know. Unless this is all like a master class of he's just trying to tank in Denver um, and then eventually get a whole new roster and then win. But good luck with that. Yeah. It's not that so. easy, right? I mean, it's not that easy. But well, you can't do that in the NFL. That works in like the NBA, but that doesn't, you can't tank in the, there's too many players, too many moving parts in the NFL to tank like that and have yeah. it really work out for you. All right, yeah. David, last pick, uh, last wildcard pick this week. What you got? Um. Oh, that's why, bro. I was like, I'm just not a lot of options. Well, Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, Texans are all on buys this week. So I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it feels <sighs> real early to have that many teams on a buy. It does. Give me. I'll take the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks are favored by eight. Um, get right, get back game. Uh, get right game for them. Uh, they had, I believe, three drives. Uh, on the Bengals side of the field this last Sunday to, uh, to drive down, take the, take the lead to win. And they got held. So uh, I'll take them at three o'clock. They're playing the Cardinals to, uh, to move to four and two. Yeah. The Seahawks. Um, I may have been wrong. I thought I said the Seahawks were going to be bad. Um, Cause I don't believe in Geno Smith. I still reserve the right to be right. Whenever Geno does fall off a cliff halfway through the season, which happened last year. So I'm just going to, I'm going to sit and hold that, that take as long as I possibly can. Hey, we'll see my last pick. Um, golly, there is a lot of just absolutely gross, just choices. I love that. We're both avoiding that game. I'm not going to anymore. I mean, the chiefs over the chargers. Ooh, he's doing it. Is it because I said something or were you, would you have probably just gotten there with? No, the I was going to do it. Cause I was looking like, do I want to, Make a pick in the Raiders Bears game? No, you know. Yeah. And when Lions like, Ravens will be a good game, but I'm like, I don't know who I don't, to pick yeah. there. I don't trust. Right. You know, I don't know. Right, yeah, I don't trust honestly, myself. I might pick the Lions in that if I'm if I'm choosing that game. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then you'd feel dumb whenever the Ravens like Lamar Jackson runs for 200 yards and scores four touchdowns. Classic. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'll ask, yeah, I'll ask you this. Game of the week, Lions, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, or Dolphins, Eagles? I think or, it's Dolphins, Eagles. Or other. Okay. Uh, I think it's Dolphins, Eagles. Uh, oh, no, sorry, other. Patriots, Packers. That's what I really want to see. Ooh. You have to wait on that one, though. Just, I, I don't know when they play. just can't imagine playing that. Jordan Love versus Mac Jones. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I don't know. I want to see. It Why I think, I, I, no, it's Patriots or it's Packers Broncos. I was like, two teams with sucky quarterbacks, and I just auto filled the. Oh, Patriots I thought you were saying, head. like, that's the two teams you want to see play. I got. Play the most? No. Pats Broncos. That's. I'm, I'm holding my breath for that game. The. Neither one of us have Aaron Rodgers, and we both are way worse for it game. Hmm. Honestly. Uh, do you think Aaron Rodgers plays in the playoffs this year if the Jets make it? 
Dude, he's like thrown on the field walking like normal. I don't know how that's I, possible. I don't want to. I'm not wishing for this to happen, but I feel like if he does come back early, he'll just tear his Achilles in like the first play. And then we'll be like, yep, that's why you don't do that. Yeah, man. I, I Yeah, I, I don't want him to re-injure it. But I was I saw him throw. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just don't believe I don't ayahuasca possible. guy has actually unlocked any sort of secrets. Yeah. So. I I don't think it'll. Well. So say the Jets could ha- tell him something, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Who's to say he's going to listen to them? That's true. I wouldn't think so. I would think he'd just wait till next year. But I don't know if you're the Jets, do you tell him no? I think if you're, I think you have to. Like it's nice, it's tempting. Like oh, we you know got a playoff berth. Let's bring him. You're back. like but no, like, we signed you to a multi-year deal. Like shut up. Sit we need down. you healthy. Just yeah. wait. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Nathan, what's your expectation for this Char- Chargers Chiefs games before we wrap it up? Oh, it's going to come Chargers, down to the last drive. Chargers are backed into a corner. Like this is an absolutely must-win game already for them. Like it's it's going to be it's going to be intense. I think it'll be 27-24. I think that the Chargers are going to have the chance to win the game late after the Chiefs Chiefs will get the ball back with three minutes left on the clock and do a three and out for some stupid reason. The Chargers will get a chance to drive down the field. They will drive to like the 50-yard line. They'll commit a stupid, stupid holding penalty, and then Justin Herbert will miss an obvious, easy, like Keenan Allen throw on the sideline. They'll have one shot left. They'll get just barely enough yards to kick a field goal, and then their kicker will shank it. And the Chiefs won 27-24. And then next week I'll go, yeah, so they won, but I don't feel great. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah. But, hey, Chargers games are always close. So, like, it, yeah. it may not look great, but it's like, hey, we won. If you get a win out of a Chargers game, that's, then you're right. Cause that's true. They're always that's just true. weird, man. Very true. Very, very true. Wow. David, you're coughing a lot on this. Uh, David's yeah. playing hurt right now. He, At least I'm muting just, it though. He's just putting up. Yeah, that's true. You've been good with that mute button tonight. Um, David, I want to talk for like four seconds about two bad movies that I've seen recently. If you'll permit me the time. Yeah, you just gotta uh, cleanse yourself. You just gotta get it out. You gotta talk about it. The first one was Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Part Three, which I watched on Friday the Thirteenth, as it was the next one in the series. I've now seen four Friday the Thirteenth movies. I have now seen zero good ones. Um, mm. I don't get the love. I, some of the Jason Voorhees stuff is cool, um, but it's really just not like he just can't touch Michael Myers, in my opinion. I just don't really know where we're getting and where he's getting the propaganda from, like that he's as cool. He doesn't look as cool. Like the hockey mask is kind of cool, but like they do a lot of him not wearing the hockey mask, which I think is a mistake in the movies. Mm. Um, almost has too much backstory. To and just I don't know. It, this was a movie where it was clear that it was like the first time they'd ever made a 3D horror movie, and so there's a lot of like shots in the movie that are just like for 3D purposes. Like at one point, there's some random character just putting a broomstick in front of the camera, just like like it's poking out at you. And I'm sure people <laughs> in 1984 were like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." I just wanted to fall asleep. Um, it was not good. And then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, Is this the sequel to the original one? Yes. 
directed by Tobe Hooper, so the same director. I I just don't know what I watched. I might need you to watch that movie just so you can tell me what I watched. Okay. It's just weird. I couldn't tell whether it was trying to be funny or not. I th- I think it definitely was. I sh- it, when it was very weird. It's just hard to make Leatherface like funny. Hmm. And then they made Leatherface like a character um with sexual desires, which is something I oh. just never needed. Um and then Dennis Hopper was doing cocaine. Bro, what movie in the what in the world? It's, yeah, your yeah. review was just huh? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know what I watched. Um it was just a very weird experience for me. So I think I'm gonna stay away from horror sequels for a little bit. Yeah, dude, you your sequels is, is that's Well, I just I'm trying to like finish i'm a completionist so i'm like let's watch all these like classic horror movies like and i'm just i keep like waiting until i get to a good friday the 13th movie and i think that i'm just convinced there isn't one Mm -hmm. um so yeah i remember watching the original the last year or two years ago and i was kind of underwhelmed i was like you know i know this is a classic but eh you know yeah i think it's just like I think it's like classic for the characters and like the, but in the original, it's not most, I mean, most people know this, but this is like the favorite trivia fact that Jason Voorhees isn't even the killer in the first one. It's his mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't come up until the end of the movie essentially. And then he is the killer in the second one. He doesn't get the hockey mask until the third one. Like it takes forever for like mm-hmm. the iconic parts of Jason. And then I don't know, just I care more about Michael Myers. I just do. I think the Halloween, first of all, Halloween, the original is way better than any Friday the 13th movie. So like it's, good. it's so good. It's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. And second, it's just the mask is cooler. The music is better. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just, I don't care for Jason that much. And so, and Leatherface is scary. Don't get me wrong, but I don't really want to think about Leatherface having a crush on someone, which yeah, is what that's happens not why you in watch this the movie. movie. So I, I think that's I, I think what makes him scary, especially in that original one, is you just know nothing about him. It's just yeah, a crazy, you don't really like, spend that much time like learning about them. You just like see him, and it's freaky. Yeah, and that's what I think I need time. to rewatch the original too, um, because I think that I <laughs> went, I've seen it a couple of times. The first time I watched it, I was way too young. And I was like, this is, I can't even think about this. Like, I I, I think I blocked it out of my memory because I was so terrified. And then mm-hmm. I watched it again, not in the right mood. And I was like, this is just a lot of screaming. Mm. And so I think I need to rewatch that and like give it proper time. Because um, I keep seeing articles about like why the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the scariest movie ever made. And so, I don't know. Stop. There's no... Yeah, I know. It's the Kissing Booth 3. That's... Honestly. Yeah. I couldn't sleep after I watched that. Mainly because I was so pissed off that I used two hours of my day to watch that. I bet. Honestly. I um. So I was sick last week. So as you probably noticed, I had a, a lot of opportunity yeah, to you watch. Were, you were cranking movies out. We don't have to talk about all of them. Um, I did, re- I did watch 2018 Halloween, which is... Is it the second best Halloween movie? Um, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, pretty good. I mean, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, but the two I want to talk about one less than the other, uh, Meg to the trench and then the original child's play. I had never seen. Um, we can spend a little time on Meg Two 
bad. Uh, it's the third worst movie I've seen this year, um, just ahead of The Flash and um, the other DC movie that I forgot about. Uh, Shazam 2? Shazam, there it is. I forgot okay. about it. So <laughs> it's the third worst movie I've seen this year. Um, it was kind of funny. You know, you can laugh at it. Some questionable decision-making. But Child's Play. I had never seen the original Child's Play. I, I'd never like really seen any of the movies from this franchise. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, really? I didn't know in 1988 how they would do this. Um, but I was pretty impressed with how they were able to, you know, film this. And uh, and so I, I, I had an enjoyable time. It was, it's almost kind of like a, a comedy to me. It, it's probably kind of what it is. It's yeah, it's like definitely a, a black comedy. Yeah. And so I, I had a good time. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, and there, you know, there's some funny, funny moments in that. But Brad Dorif, is that how you say his name? Mm, Dorif. Yeah. I actually oh, just watched him in The Exorcist 3 as well. Um, so he's he's kind of a good villain. I'm, I've noticed the last couple movies I've seen him in, um, he's a pretty good villain. So that was an enjoyable movie for me. I, I had never seen Chucky movies. So, you know, are, are there any other ones worth watching? Have you seen this? What, what you, what's your take on the Chucky movies as a whole? Well, first of all, it's just, it's just really disappointing to me that you did not recognize Brad Dourif from um, his role in Lord of the Rings, the two towers is Grimma worm tongue, which is just really, really oh, sad. I hadn't scrolled that far. Wait, where is it? Where is it on his his thing? It's at the top. Oh, I see. It. It's the very first it's, one. It's at the top, sir. Um, I've I've seen. I've definitely seen the original Child's Play. Um, I Chucky was another one of those. I like thought he was terrifying as a kid, and I bet now if I watched that movie, I'd be like, "This is funny or dumb." Um, dude, there's an elevator scene that's just so funny. I hear I that I can't repeat it on this podcast, but it was just the funniest thing in the movie. I hear that um, the Chucky movies just they the first one they kind of tried to genuinely make scary, and then once they realized that what they had on their hands was just like something that was really funny, they just leaned into it fully, mm. and like that's what all those sequels are. Because there's a lot of sequels, if I remember correctly. I think there's like, yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, that there's a lot. Child's of Child's Play two, three. Then there's the Bride of Chucky. There's the seed of Chucky, curse of Chucky, and the cult of Chucky. So I used to think Chucky was terrifying when I was a kid, um, but yeah, now I would think I would say no. But maybe that's another one I'll add. I'll add to the list to to rewatch. It's on HBO. So. Okay. They yeah, it was got, enjoyable. They got all the Friday the Thirteenth. Um, two, and that's why I watched one of those. HBO got a lot of horror movies. Nobody has Halloween though. That's the disappointing thing. I'm gonna have to pay really? for it. I have to watch it because I can't Same. not watch it. But I'm just gonna have to pay. How for in it. the world is that even possible? You would think that. Well, I think it's on. It. I think it's on Shutter or like AMC Plus, which is like the one streaming service I don't have. So, Nathan, it's the Halloween season. Would you? Would you enlighten me? Uh, and maybe even those of us listening, you know, most for the most case, what movies I have and haven't seen. Is there a scary movie or a classic horror movie, whatever it is, that I have not seen um, 
that you suggest that I watch and then mm. by extension people listening um mm. and maybe I've seen it maybe it's one that you're like revisit this cuz this is a classic or this is really good but okay. just help me and those listening you know yeah. like let me let me think what here what would you check out so i uh, one i horror is always like it's just levels of of what you're looking for um if you're looking to like truly be terrified that's i my go to like if you're looking to actually be terrified i don't know if it's considered a classic now like i always recommend the descent you've heard me talk about it on this podcast that's mm-hmm. my like if you were just looking to be scared like that's all you want watch the descent mm-hmm. um for like i think horror movie that people should visit or revisit or something along those lines. The original alien, uh, not aliens. That's James Cameron alien with Ridley Scott. I, some people are of the opinion that that is not a horror movie. I absolutely believe that it is and think that everybody should watch that. Um, It's just really effective. Like the isolation in that movie. Um, It's, it's, it's truly terrifying. Um, at mm, certain points, that's a good one. I, think, I think it's incredibly effective. Um, the Shining, obviously, I think you always have to recommend The Shining. And you mm. did just revisit this movie, but Carrie, I think Carrie is really good too. And not a lot of people, everybody knows what happens at the end of Carrie, I think, but not a lot of people have seen the movie Carrie itself. Um, and I think that's doing it a disservice. I think Carrie is excellent. So, yeah, I was kind of on that similar boat. I had never seen it, and I'm. Glad I watched it, but yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing to hear about Halloween because, well, we're gonna watch it anyway, kind of like you said. Like that's have you have to watch that on Halloween, you know. I have to. So. There's there's like two or three movies I have to watch during this month. Um, I still need to see The Descent. I'm gonna watch that. I've already watched Scream again, which I watch Scream every every October. Yeah, we're and gonna rewatch that too. I need to see Halloween. That's it. Those are the ones like I have to see. I have to get mm-hmm. those in. So. And then, of course, the new ones that you trickle in here and there yeah. as you as time permits. Trying to find newer horror movies, but to be honest, I've been in kind of a slump. I haven't really seen a horror movie I've liked, a new one that I hadn't already seen in a while. We talked about this. Did you watch that, what's it called, Sick? It's a COVID movie. It was a COVID yes. horror movie that I thought was yes. actually pretty effective. Yeah. Yeah, I recommended that to you. That's right. That was like actually like kind of yeah. Good. If you're looking for like a new slasher or something like that, I would definitely recommend Sick. Um, so, oh, another one. It's it, a lot of people's opinions may vary, and I do need to see this. I haven't seen it since high school. I remember liking Jeepers Creepers, the original, a lot, uh, but I have. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I would have to revisit it. Um, but I do remember liking that movie. Is that like tied to any? certain thing or is it's a is jeepers creepers its own thing it's its own series okay oh that because yeah that has a uh justin long, long in yep. it yeah yep. i've not seen that that's on my watch list i don't think it's available anywhere um it might not or be. else i would have watched it there's a couple of them i haven't looked into it it says it's on amazon but it looks like for purchase so no that's one i've been wanting to watch for a while but i've, I've just not gotten to yeah, jeepers creepers also like Blair Witch, you never go wrong with Blair Witch. Honestly, like that's that's one terrifying. that I revisited, and it, it was. I'm glad I did. Remember how yeah. I was like originally? I was like, it's okay. You're like and Blair Witch is overrated. 
I was like, yeah, yeah you need to check that out again, my boy. <laughs> Blair Witch is terrifying. So. Good stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a spooky season. Everybody said that already too much. It's white people culture to overuse the phrase spooky season. Sorry. It's also soup season, so make yourself a delicious yeah, important. a delicious pot of soup and then get a get a nice bowl maybe with some bread and sit down on the couch and watch a scary movie. Or some chili. Or Went some to chili. a church event this weekend. It was chili cook off. And one of the he won last year. He didn't win this year. Not only does he put pulled pork in his chili, but he sprinkles some cinnamon and brown sugar in there. Just a little bit of sweetness at the end. Actually just fire. Mm. So good. The question, David, and this is the last thing I want to talk about before we end this podcast. You're married to a Nebraskan. Does this mean you have to eat cinnamon rolls with your chili now? Believe it or not, she's never even brought that up, let alone okay. tried it. So we're well, good. We're okay. That's, that's good. Because that's... Yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing, and it's one of the worst things that I learned in college. Something yeah. I wish I could forget. So, Yeah. And I had until you brought it up, so I thank you for that. Yep. You're welcome. I traumatize others. Sorry. Come on. Hey, that's what brothers are for right there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, this has been What Do You Want to Watch? Um, we've been previewing week seven of the NFL regular season and then like always we got to talk a little bit about movies some recommendations there at the end so check it out uh thank you guys for listening and uh, we will talk to y'all next week goodbye